Energetics Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Trish The Dish, and we're here celebrating Generation X and also, um, you know, trying to find similarities to join other generations together. Uh, So welcome back. So happy you've tuned in again. We're going to do a little housekeeping. I'm going to let you know some uh, projects that are coming up. So excited to be a part of PodVCon Spring Break Edition, and I'm going to be giving you time zones in Eastern Standard Time because Arizona does not do daylight savings, so we kind of go between two different in in the period two different time zones in the period of time that this uh, convention is going to be held over uh, two weekends. So. Um, so yeah, I'm going to tell you about a couple of the times that Gen X is going live, Gen X Voice is going live, and also one of the panels I'm hosting. So um, first one is March 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be going live with my boomer friend, Vicki, who you may remember from um, the very first um, episode, What's in a Generation Label, as well as our live stream we did a couple weeks uh, weekends ago on Friendship. Um, which you can always find on my Facebook page, Gen X Voice Facebook page. And then um, stick around because right after that, I'm going to be a guest on um, Gen X Perspective. He's going to be airing at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Super excited to hang out with Tony. We did a live stream on February 20th, the day before this um recording actually. And um, you can uh, definitely uh, make sure that you like his page, make sure you like my page, make sure you like the PodVCon page, uh, just so that you can have access to all the cool stuff streaming over the weekend and find some new podcasts and some panels. So uh, my good friend, Anthony Nwaneri from the a Publishing Company that brought you great books like Podcasting Made Simple and also the Facebook Facebook pages, um, uh, the support groups, and um, just just overall great uh, stuff. Also, you might remember him uh, when I was on the um, Eternal Paradigm um, podcast about meditation. We're going to build, we're going to have a panel on building a connection with your audience. So whether you are a podcaster or thinking about being a podcaster or just thinking about becoming an influencer in general, um, I highly recommend this. We're going to be doing that panel on March 20th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow the Facebook groups um, and pages so you can get all these um, fun live streams and um, and also just joining conversations that are super fun. Today, my guests are Dina and Megan from Gen X Woman, and um, we talk about um, creating a ge- generational identity and also um, how Gen X is kind of waking up at the right time and what it's like being um, a woman, a Gen X woman um, in these days and times and kind of the evolution of the Gen X woman. So um, had a great time talking with these two women and hope that you um, definitely follow them on their social medias. Everything's going to be linked to the show notes. And so I hope you have a great time and walk away with some good understanding on being a Gen X woman. Enjoy the show. Hi, Dina. Hi, Megan. Hi, Trish. Hey, Trish. How are you? How are you, Trish? Good, good. Um, so you both are in Portland, Oregon. And Dina, you told me that it's been raining a lot. Megan, how are you feeling about the rain? Well, it's a little tough here. Actually, it's been sunny this week more than not, which is quite surprising. That's right. Oh my, I, I'm so confused. Look, it's, it's like rainy, it's like rainy, cloudy here in Phoenix. And so I think I just like switched my brain off, Dina, when you were telling me. (laughs) It it rains a lot here. So it's, we kind of just get used to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was telling Dina that I actually moved from Portland to Phoenix about six years ago and my best friend still lives in Portland. Um, and so I'm just so excited to have people from Portland on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here five years. Dina, you've been here a little less, right? Yeah. Three years for me. Yeah. So still, still a lot more to explore. COVID's putting a damper on some of that, but it's a, it's a really cool place. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Dina, why don't we start with you? Why did you move to Portland and where did you move from? Well, I kind of moved around actually. Uh, I moved for a job. 
um, it was interesting. I was actually just telling Megan that Portland was the city that I was actually wishing for, but never knew it was actually going to be Portland. <laughs> so, so I moved from, I uh, lived in New Jersey for yeah, 20 odd years, um, went to Ohio for a stint for a role there. And then from there came to Portland for a job. Okay. I got to ask Dina because my bestie that lives in Portland is also from New Jersey. What part of Jersey uh, did you live for 20 years? So Northern New Jersey, I lived around in New Jersey as well, but mostly I was in North Jersey. Um, the last few years I was in Weehawken. So it's a little bit closer to New York City. Um, okay. She's from Long, Long Branch. Long, I actually have two friends from Long Branch. So she's more South Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And um, Megan, what? where did you move to Portland from? <laughs> also from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Although we didn't know each oh. other. I lived there for almost 16 years. So yeah, that's how we will, we'll get to our story, but yeah, we have that very much in common. So also North Jersey worked in Manhattan for years and, uh, yeah, moved to Portland five years ago for a person. That was my story too. And oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and funny story. I actually worked in Manhattan for a stint and lived in, um, New York city actually during nine 11. So um, that's a whole other thing, of course. (laughs) But um, so the other thing I want to ask you, um, which is going to be yet another duh moment when you guys hear why, um, but what generation, what year were you born? We'll start with you, Megan, what year you were born and what generation you identify with, (laughs) wink, wink. Yeah, we'll get to the name of our company. It's pretty obvious. Uh, our company's Gen X Woman. So I was born in 1977. So I'm on a little bit on the younger, younger end. But trust me, I fit all the all the things, right? So, you know, that didn't grow up with uh, the devices, social media and such. My first computer was, yeah, in college when I went. I graduated from high school in 1996. So I had the Nokia phone, didn't have a flip phone, but you know, so yeah was a my parents divorced when I was young so I felt in fell into that category as well I wasn't so much a latchkey kid but honestly it's because my mom was a teacher and she she kept tabs on us (laughs) all right okay and Dina how about you what year were you born in uh uh, duh, because you're in a joint <laughs> company with Megan. <laughs> what generation do you identify with? Um, so I was born in 75 and definitely- Woo, 75! Yeah. Represent! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I love the year I was born. I don't know why, uh, but <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, definitely Gen X all the way. Although, you know, I've been taking a few tests and I test as an Excellential, whatever that means. But oh, a zenial, a zenial. A zenial. A zenial but, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, but it's with an X instead of a Z. So, um, yeah, because there's there's two zenials now. There's a zenial that's spelled with an X, which is us, which is also you might have heard of the Oregon Trail generation, which is us. So mm-hmm. we're the first generation that played um, sort of like video game, not video games, but. Um, Atari, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, okay. So it's it's more. Um, I want to say, oh, educational video games. So we're like the first generation to do that, and then, um, but and we're also because um, we're at the end of seventy of the seventies, and the, like you like you said, Megan, we're kind of the younger um, mm-hmm. Xers. Um, we have this propensity toward technology probably more than people who are maybe 10 years older than us. Um, And also, um, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of my friends are millennials and they always were. Yeah, we're, we, we do skew a little younger. Our, our business actually does too, as well. Um, Because I think, you know, yeah, we just have, it's a, it's a big range when you look at it. I mean, women in Gen X, like older women, um, I shouldn't say older women, but you know, women that are a little bit older than us are going through menopause, right? And that's a huge focus. Um, and you know, we're not quite there yet, but you know, eventually, but it's, it's a big range when you look at the generations and how they're, you know, the ranges of the years. 
Right. And I definitely want to um, go ahead and plug your um, your your business, your company, your brand, your idea, because I love it so much. And I just want to start it off with saying um, one of the things that drew me to you both is um, that you had noticed like um, a lot of us Gen Xers that are finally starting to open our mouths after decades of silence is um, and share our voice is that um, you're noticing that really big polls and um, things that people talk about. They never talk about us. They talk about millennials and, um, and boomers. And that's right. literally why I started this podcast. So <laughs> Dina, I'm, I guess I'll, I'll let, I'll throw the ball to you. How did you um, how did you come up with this concept with Megan and why? Yeah, so it's it's interesting to say that because um, we're forgotten because we probably forgot about ourselves as well. When we were looking at our business, we didn't even think of the generation identity. Um, we were thinking, oh, this is for women between a certain age. It just happens to fall in within Gen X, and so it was interesting for us as we're going through finding a business name um, and then, you know, almost stumbling upon the generation. And as we started doing some research, there was really nothing about us except that we're tired, we're exhausted, but it wasn't, there was no generational identity per se. And um, same thing when you look at actresses and, and, and people who are known out there, uh, they're not really identified with the generation. So we wanted to kind of create almost a generation identity for us that is beyond um, our troubles and our issues. <laughs> and and, so and being tired. <laughs> right. Being tired, yeah. exhausted, and sleepless. We are all of that. Let's be, let's be honest and be clear. But we're not just that. And so that's kind of where, where we wanted to come in and acknowledge, you know, situations and things like that where that we are currently going through as Gen X women, but also what else is out there? How do we inspire each other uh, beyond commiserating? How do we uh, uplift each other? So that's kind of how the the whole um, story started. I mean, we just wanted a place for people like us, basically, where we could fit in. Um, right. And since, since we couldn't find one, we created one. <laughs> that's yeah. And, um, and Megan, um, what, what did you, what did you and Dina do when you realized that people weren't talking about Gen X on major networks? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we Googled Gen X and it was really unbelievable what, what comes up when you Google, um, our generation. It's, it's very negative, a lot of negative rhetoric. I mean, you're, both familiar slackers and middle mm-hmm. and I mean it's it's really awful and we're like wait a minute I mean so many accomplished Gen X out there like what Dina said um you know actresses and I mean founding companies where that we have the highest um, number of entrepreneurs we have the highest buying power we I mean there's so many great things about our generation right so we were like wow we really want to change this around but how do we do that so we're kind of like you know, slowly chipping away at that. We have an article on our site um, that PBS had done, a, PBS NewsHour had done a, a survey and completely left our generation out, which I believe NBC News did the same as well a few years ago. <laughs> and, so and, wrote, and CNN. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we wrote, them a le- we wrote them letters, emails, and we tried to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, they could explain it away however they wanted to. But, um, you know, I think it's getting people to join in with us and to elevate our voices and, um, you know, just putting it out there. How do we get it out there and how do we bond together, right, to do that? So we're meeting other women that um, feel very strongly about it as well. And, you know, how do we all come together? How do we help each other? How do we elevate, right? So um, it's certainly going to take some time, but we've we've gotten the ball rolling and we're really excited. Well, and I just love the fact that you're like me, we want to break down these terrible stereotypes because um, being younger Xers, um, we were really young when we first heard our generation being referred to as Xers. I mean, slackers. Am I right? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I was watching Saturday morning cartoons or like just TV in general and, and heard that. And I, I must've been like, 
I don't know, 10, 11, um, (laughs) super, super young. And yeah, a lot of our generation, um, like we said, that are older, that are, you know, like maybe in their 50s right now, sure, they might have been in their teens. And um, but but God, they, they were doing like punk they were doing like mm-hmm. um you know skateboarding and video games and bmx and you know I, it's just amazing that that was the label that was placed on us and now um you know the term karen being this sort of middle age white mm-hmm. um and that's our generation is middle age um and i'm just like oh i just so happy that people like you um, exist and that we are um, speaking up. Why do you think we're doing it now? Dina, I'm going to throw that one at you. Why Why now are we hearing, like the episode before you all, um, I speak with a Gen Xer who just started a podcast. Um, a, a few weeks ago, we had Michael from X Generation Now website. Um, we've all just sort of started using our voices very recently, like in the past year. Why do you think now, Dina? Um, I think it's just our time, you know, and I actually, Megan and I were talking about this. And every time there is an invention, apparently a lot of people work on it. Like, for example, electricity, there were a lot of people that worked on electricity around the same time. And it just happened. I think it's just some form of, of timing right now, we'll call it divine timing, or just call it the right timing. And so a lot of people are starting to be awake to um, to their own voice, to what we want in life. And we want to be vocal about it. And having lived under somebody else's rules for so long, um, I think we got to a point where we just needed to, um, to elevate our voice and to just say, I exist here. I am. And this is what I'm about, not what you've heard. Um, and I think sometimes it's just, um, we started noticing that all of a sudden that there are a lot of people out there who are pushing uh, Gen X. I mean, there's somebody launching a Gen X um, fashion brand right now. Um, what? And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so there's a lot of that almost awakening of Gen X yes. um, that is going on. So I think it's just our time. Yeah. And I also just to add, I think I think it's a powerful time and and not that we we want to talk about politics, but in the the political climate, it's quite interesting. And I've highlighted it in our social media platforms around we've got Gen Xers in the White House now, you know, and as a VP and and the communication staff and there's other staff that we've highlighted. Um, But yes, our biggest one being our vice president and and NBC actually just uh, came out with an article about um, Kamala and this tug of war between is she Gen X or is she Boomer? And if nothing else, you know, this article talked about this generational custody battle. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know what? We're claiming her as ours, but I kind of don't care if generational identity is part of this conversation, which it very much is. I am like, yes, please, because it gets us out there as Gen X. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and that is um, kind of interesting that I have I have some boomer friends who are on the younger side of of boomer who don't relate at all politically or even maybe financially to older boomers. So it's an and we were just talking about how we're kind of the younger end of Gen X. Kamala mm-hmm. is on the other end of Gen X. So, right. you know, you start wondering if there's like this, this fluidity among generations to an extent, at least at the ends of the generations. But yeah, no, I'm claiming her as ours, uh, as well as the new Speaker <laughs> of the House and or not Speaker of the House, um, the White House um, correspondent. Right. Is that what they're called? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to delete this because I sound like an idiot, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just posted yesterday. Yeah, the speaker Jen. She she is yes, she, yes, yeah. And and that I wanted to say that um, you know I'm an avid follower of you all on Instagram, mm-hmm. and um, and what I noticed was you were doing kind of some of the similar things that I was doing, which was uh, I was noticing that 
a, a lot of the Gen X pages, and, and again, this is starting to shift because um, I think, like you said, Megan, we're kind of having this awakening, like, okay, we're ready to speak. We've been simmering for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but it was all like, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio when he was on Growing Pains or, you know, the Goonies um, and everyone when they were in the 80s. But um, I was like, but wait, like, we didn't just stop in the eighties. Like there's so many great Gen Xers that are doing stuff today. And I wanted to highlight that. And I wanted to highlight how multi-ethnic and multicultural and here you all come in and you're kind of doing the same, but your focus is on women and, oh, and so classy ladies, your (laughs) posts are just classy. They're chic. Um, Why focus on women specifically? (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like we're we're women, and uh, yeah, that's one. No, I think I think for us again, wanting to find a space for us as women was the reason why, and Gen X women in particular. Um, are the ones that didn't uplift their voices. Uh, Gen X women in particular, specifically in the workplace, were the hard workers that were doing all the work with their head down and hoping that we'll get noticed. And so I think for us to elevate women is is even adding an additional layer because mm-hmm. a woman and a woman who's Gen X really had their voices silenced for a long time. And when I say silenced, not by somebody, but really an internal silencing based on uh, what we've been believing, what we've been doing, learning and listening to for so long. And we needed to make our voices heard. So I think that's why for us women was very, very important to to focus mostly on women of Generation X. Yeah. And I think and Dina's right. I mean, it's really it's a focus for us, right? Like it's like, okay, we could take all of it on, but where do we feel most strongly? Um, and we did have that conversation and it was around women. And also, you know, there's a lot about women supporting women, but there's a lot of stuff that happens that, that we've experienced career-wise. Um you know, where that's not necessarily the case. So we want to truly represent that and truly build a community where women are supporting each other and specifically Gen X women, obviously. I love that because I definitely um, have had some bullying in the workplace on me and um, just sort of been taken advantage of in the workplace. And, um, you know, I've watched other people who are younger than me do less and complain more Mm -hmm. and somehow get coddled. And, and, you know, I was raised, well, I was raised in the home of, you know, children should be seen and not heard, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is not okay. But, Mm -hmm. but, but you internalize that. And then it's like, okay, well, you're just supposed to keep your head down, like you said, and just work. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a great thing to peel back, um, the layer of. So, uh, were, was there something in particular that, um, happened to either of you in your career or was it just something that you had noticed? Maybe you noticed someone like me that had been bullied in the workplace. Oh, and by the way, also by women older than me, mm. um, in our generation. So like that older, um, mm. you know, in their now in their sort of early to mid fifties, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing definitely wasn't a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for us we noticed that in in you know just growing up with as Gen X, even with between Gen X women, we did not have that sisterhood, and we noticed the sisterhood a lot more with the younger generations. Um, and so we kind of wanted to appropriate a little bit of that um, and build that sisterhood. In the workplace specifically, we a lot of us Gen X were with the um, ethos of if I work hard, somebody would notice. Yep. But nobody noticed. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> Instead, they're like, you're grumpy. And it's like, oh, I don't sleep because I'm working so hard for you <laughs> to notice me. Right. And then we're grumpy because nobody notices us. But yeah. it's, not, it's not about it's not about that. It's just it's just it's a different mindset. And when you mentioned, hey, somebody's younger than me and they complain, 
they could be complaining, but at least they're letting their voices heard. Nobody mm-hmm. heard our voices. And I think that is the, sh- the mind shift. It's not about increasing your complaints about what you don't like, but really raising your voice. Um, I mean, making sure that you were heard, making sure that you're networking, making sure that you're out there and not waiting for somebody to rescue you, notice you and give you something. Because that's, oh, that's how nice. we grew up. Well yeah, said. Yeah. Well said, yeah. Dina. Dang. <laughs> so uh, another thing I heard, so I um, I work with, um, with, with Zoomers now, um, Gen Z, um, and I need to ask a Gen Z person if they mind being called Zoomers, because it seems like it's our generation that's calling them that. And I'm like... <gasps> Okay, I wonder if I would be okay with that. But anywho, um, one of them is a nursing major, and she said to me that um, when she worked at a nursing home to do her clinical service hours, she was really bullied by the older staff. And I asked her, well, what age were they, like my age or like older? And she's like, they were like your age, Trish. And I was like, oh, no. And then she moved to um, to do her clinicals in actually a hospital. And one of the women um, who was also my age, she she was just treated her so much kinder. And she told my, uh, you know, my student worker, she said, you know, you're lucky you're coming at the very end of when it was commonplace to sort of bully um bully other nurses and, you know, just this sort of toxic environment. Hmm. Um, and so I don't know, it's, it's neat because she was, it's still a Gen Xer, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like we're split. Like I said, there must be like yeah. a split in our generation where some of us, cause I think it's really ironic. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I was a part of the riot girl movement in the you know, late nineties, bikini kill and just like <laughs> feminism. And I, I hated sexism on both sides. And I was like, no, I mean, I'm not going to do jokes about men and put them down. I'm going to just do everything I can to raise women up. Um, I don't know. Were you guys into that kind of scene in the nineties? I personally was not. I think for me, it was more, um, it's not a generational thing. I think treat other with respect. So treat others as you, as you want to be treated. So I really don't think it's a generational thing. It was more of an accepted thing. And it was part of the norm. And it was okay. Oh, it's just corporate to be in a toxic environment to be somewhere like that. It was normal. But now the newer generations are saying no. And even mm-hmm. Gen Xers that are in the workplace are saying, no, that's not acceptable anymore. Yeah. And I think it's just a shift of more of what you tolerate and what you accept uh, versus uh, versus like, you know, that certain people of a certain generation um, are the bully or something like that. I and mean, there's just a, a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I think the generation is, you know, the millennials got a lot of slack for, being demanding and, you know, things like that, but they're using their voices and it's, it's something that, you know, potentially could be intimidating to someone that's, that's older. And, you know, back when we started in corporate, it was, you, you know, you got seniority, you climb the ladder, you know, like there was a rank, right. And it, and it's so different nowadays in, in these environments. And, you know, I mentor a couple of millennial or younger generation and, and, um, they're, they don't have in, in women, they don't have an issue saying what they, what they feel is right. Um, and you know, I, I actually wish I would have been like that, you know, I mean, times are different now. Um, you, you know, it's just a matter of using your voice in a way that's, um, that's healthy and productive, right? Not, not from an entitlement standpoint. Right. And I think, um, I think that we are seeing this wonderful shift of, um, compassion in our culture as well. Well, I mean, I guess that could be debated, but I do notice that the, just the verbiage, of being more compassionate and approaching mm-hmm. people um, with with kinder words that that is so different than how we were raised. Um, so different, like we 
right? Because we were raised with like, um, you know, you don't ask why the boss is telling you to do this. And I remember the first time one of my student workers was like, well, why? Why are we doing it like that? And I was like, gobsmacked. I was like, well, I never ask my boss why. So, you know, and it came off really, really bitchy, but it was just, I was in shock that, um, that someone would question authority. Now I revel in it. I'm like, please, like the best thing you could do is question me because then it makes me want, like, is this really a good idea? Uh, uh, why are you questioning it? Um, is mm-hmm. there a better way? But there was a learning curve for me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> With that, why are yeah. we doing it this way kind of thing? I mean, some of these hierarchies just, just crumbling, right? Like that just listen to your elderly, right. whatever they look like or whatever age difference. Mm-hmm. These things are just uh, crumbling. And I think it's a good thing to be very honest mm-hmm. with you. I think it's a good thing to have dialogue. To, it's a good thing to question. And if somebody understands why they're doing something, I think they'll do a better job than if they're just, you know, do as they're told. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's buy-in. And would you say that there is less of a look to your elders for wisdom when we have so much information available on the internet? I think so. Personally, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think I get a lot of my wisdom from YouTube <laughs> rather than, than ask yeah. someone for sure. Um, but yeah, I really- it's, a, it's so different now, right? I mean, there's so there's so much information out there. There's so many people doing really incredible things. And, you know, we didn't have access to that growing up, right? So you relied on that natural, you know, connection and and networking that you had with people in person, right? I mean, that's what you had, Um, the people that you worked with every day and, and who you were connecting with. And it's just, there's so many different avenues now to be able to do that. Yeah. And I find so many people that are Gen Z, for example, I have an episode called uh, one of my mentors is from Gen Z. I love learning from the younger generation because they have just such a different view of the world and they have no qualms with um, an older person asking them. Whereas I feel like there have been times where older people have been sort of teased or made fun of for asking younger people about things. Would you agree with that? Like, I, I, yeah, I think they were just basically not taken seriously more than anything. Oh, um, and and then and the reverse, yeah, young people weren't yeah. taken seriously. So older people asking for help on, you know, programming a DVD player or you know how to how to run, you know, the projector or whatever in a school, the 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 kids would jump on that and like tease. Whereas now I feel like it's more like, oh, let me, oh, you don't know about that? Let me tell you about that. Like, there's just almost this understanding of like, yeah, of course, I know probably more about this than you. I mean, that's, I'm on the internet more than you. And I probably get into that more than you or something instead of it. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Even, you know, we see Gen X um, that have, you know, their kids are um, a little bit older. They're teaching them how to use TikTok and, and everything else. And I'm like... Yeah, that's this is how they're learning, right? They can teach their parents now, and you know you've got right. Gen X that are like, "Yeah, teach me how to do that, and then I can be cool." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, Gen X is taking over TikTok. I don't know if you guys have seen that. <laughs> yes, I see it's big. I'm starting. My friends are starting to join. They're like, "Just do it." I'm like, all right, maybe. <laughs> There's so many Gen Xers on there being like, Gen X this and that. It's so funny. Like we really have sort of um, started our swan song or, or you know, like just come come to be. Uh, but Dina, yeah. what were you going to say? No, I think the key is why now people are more comfortable reaching out to different generations, even younger, to ask them for advice is vulnerability. I think vulnerability, this word, we didn't even hear about it you know, mm-hmm. when we just started working. Now it's a, it's a big word and part of vulnerability is asking for help and it's okay. Um, and I think it, it, this is a big shift in our culture right now that we're witnessing. I think we still have a long ways to go, but we're witnessing that um, right now where it is okay not to know something. It is okay to just, you know, not have to be perfect and just start uh, somewhere, for example. So I think 
just the acceptance and the vulnerability have made a big difference as well. Oh, and what a great time to be alive, right, ladies? Like, I don't know about you, but just that whole idea that it's okay to not be perfect and it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay Mm -hmm. to be authentic. Like, I love the word authentic. I probably overuse it. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I'm so down with that. Like, uh, you know, I was, like I said, I was into the right girl stuff. So I, I've also shaved my head. I mean, my listeners are like this chick because I've been a hippie, a raver, you know, like I've done all the things. Um, yeah. But I've just always had such an open mind and always just like, you know, tasting life, you know, and, and, and being authentic to me. And, but I used to feel guilty about that, but now, you know, it just is so empowering and so wonderful. Um, so where, where in the world does how, okay, no, let's just rewind. I want to, I actually want to, I want to peel back these layers. How in the world do you go from corporate America in the East coast to freaking kombucha zen garden freaking <laughs> you know multnomah falls nature haven coffee capital portland oregon i'll let megan start and then i'll tell you my story <laughs> uh i mean it, it's a it's a big shift for sure um for me personally it was it was time it was time for me to get out of the the rat race rush of, you know, three and a half hours of my day commuting, which, you know, always a choice. Um, I still consider myself to be more of a city girl, but um, but it was a welcome change. I mean, when I, you know, I came here and I decided I needed to focus on myself, I was stressed, I had anxiety and all these other things. And Portland's a really great place um, for natural remedies. I mean, everybody's into it here. And it's like, my total inner hippie is like flying away over here because it's so easy, you know, it's so supported here. Um, in New York, it was like, you know, here, take a pill for this. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't want to, but I don't want to do that. And, um, it's just a different environment here and it's so welcoming and people are so willing to help you, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, health wise, I completely did a 180 and it's been amazing, but, and, you know, I like Portland's a very manageable place. Uh, New York is very different. Nothing wrong with it, but it just was time. It was time for a change, time for something new and different. And you can really be yourself here, which is awesome. Um, New York, there's a lot of, uh, I'll say competition. I worked in the fashion industry. Um, And here people are just like, yeah, I have purple hair and I don't care. And it's quite Awesome. And it's beautiful here. It's gorgeous. Um, I don't consider myself to be a super nature person because I'm allergic to everything, but <laughs> it is beautiful. And I've done hikes and, you know, you can't help yourself. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's like living in a fairy, a fairy tale when you go hiking and the moss <laughs> everywhere and like 9,000 yeah. variations of mushrooms. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. Super. Yeah. And Dina? Um, so for me, um, Portland is like, I don't know if I said that earlier, is the city that I always wanted, never knew it existed. Right. Um, and so I came here for an opportunity. It was a great you know, job opportunity working for an amazing woman. And I said, why not? Not knowing really what I'm expecting, kind of did a little bit of research here and there. I watched Portlandia a little bit before I came. Got <laughs> 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 you, <are> you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, but uh, I'll give this a shot anyway. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised, especially living um, in downtown area. Area and um, being able to literally walk everywhere, mm-hmm. um, not needing my car. I mean, I don't even put any miles on my car anymore. I put gas once a month, if that. And so having that that ability to be in a mid-sized city that is really beautiful, that is so convenient, um, where you can walk everywhere and people are genuinely nice. Um, it was, uh, it, it took a little bit, you know, at the very beginning to get adjusted, but mm-hmm. once, you know, like six months into it, I'm like, I love this place. <laughs> um, Aww. yeah, it's Portland is, is really, it's, 
it grows on you for sure. And it's a really, really nice place. Um, the West Coast is, for me, and I know we talked about astrology earlier, but for me, astrologically, this is where I need to be. I need to be in the West Coast. And so um, it was all kind of, you know, moving in that direction of, uh, you know, that East to West uh, it was only a matter of time. I always said that anyway. Uh, it was only a matter of time. And I just did a stopover in Ohio. Um, I always thought that the end destination would be San Francisco, to be very honest with you. But the I'm, New York, the New York City of the West. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm so glad I landed in Portland. And, and so it's uh it's it's been a great adventure. We'll see how long it's going to last and 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 go from there. So I'm so jealous that you two have um can see Portland that way because having been in the west most of my life and I and I mentioned this in the in the episode before you um I you know I'm missed I feel like I missed the window um, it sounds like you guys made your own window, but there was like a portal of, <laughs> of, of cool that went from like Flagstaff where I was living. Um, I had a bunch of friends migrate to Portland in the late nineties, um, in Springfield, Illinois, um, where I lived for a time in the Midwest as well, Dina, um, there was a portal, all, all the cool people went to Portland in the early 2000s. And I was just, um, I, I, I moved there um, in 2013, 2014. And I didn't, I didn't last long because it wasn't the Portland that I had visited in the 90s and early 2000s. And like I told um, Tony in the episode before you, I felt like it was pretty much overran by millennials and transplants. Um, and so to hear you both have this, um, this sort of love letter to Portland in, in, and I am like, oh yeah, there, there is this other side, but I have to ask you this very important question. Um, so I moved there from Tucson, Arizona, um, and Tucson is about 300,000 people, whereas Portland, I think is 500,000 or something like that. And, um, and the one thing that just takes me by surprise is that you're both saying like, oh, I can walk everywhere. Um, the traffic in Portland was unlike anything I had ever experienced. And I grew up, you know, as a teen driving down to LA and back um, to to my hometown in, in Joshua Tree. Like, how in the world have you guys not experienced the, I mean, because like the traffic was like, it didn't matter what time of day. I was like, one day I was like, I'm going to outsmart it. I'm going to like leave the house at like 1 p.m. on a Wednesday. Psych. Like it was <laughs> bumper to bumper. Are you guys just not around the interstates at all? Like you're, you really are able to just stay in one spot in, in Portland? Well, I mean, personally, yes. <laughs> you know, being in the downtown Pearl area, it's literally I don't I don't need to go anywhere outside unless I'm going, you know, hiking or going to the coast or something like that. Um, but and I lived against traffic when I, you know, when I had my corporate job. So I I really I was very very lucky with traffic, but also if you compare any type of traffic with uh, with New Jersey, uh, yeah. where, you know, I lived very close to the Lincoln Tunnel. And so sometimes it's a two hour drive. I mean, it just, it, I guess it's just a comparison point. But really, it was I never I th my commute to work was 10 minutes. Um, never really experienced traffic, but I know Megan did. <laughs> so I did. I did. I had a commute because I was I was going out to uh, Beaverton, but from, oh, from that, that's where I was. Yeah. yeah I was, I was in Beaverton. You're, you're absolutely right. Like it didn't matter. I, I just think the infrastructure here wasn't built. I mean, cause there was such a surge in, in people moving here, especially a lot of people from California because it's so expensive. But yeah, like Dina said, I mean, for me, I was like, this, this was kind of a piece of cake. I mean, I was used to commuting into the city from Jersey. And it, like I said, it was three and a half hours total every day for me. So yeah, 
See, I, I did that commute. I did, well, not that one, but I did a three and a half hour commute um, because I taught in Southern Arizona, Nogales, and worked in Tucson, or sorry, lived in Tucson, worked in Nogales. And that was a three and a half hour, you know, one, well, three, maybe more like three hours because it was an hour and a half there and back, uh, an hour and a half back. Um, and, but it's also so different because it was these, you know, sweeping landscapes of desert and mountain and these epic sunsets and sunrises. And so for me to be bumper to bumper traffic for even 20 minutes, I was like losing my mind. But um, the other thing though, that is, that I noticed, um, and, and this is why it's really fun to talk to people from the East coast who migrate to Portland is that um, coming from the Southwest to the Pacific Northwest, the PNW. Um, there were so many humans everywhere, no matter. I mean, I would have to go so deep into the Cascades to get away from humans. I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> have you noticed this or do I you mean, not notice because of New York? Driving here is, I actually don't love driving here because there. There are so many people. They're walking, they're running, they're riding bikes, they're skateboarding, they're roller skating. I mean, they're everywhere. And I'm just like, wait, there's so many people around. It's You have to be really careful when you drive here because people do everything in any type of weather. They're always out. Like That's why people live here. They love to be outside. So yeah, there's a lot of stimulation. You really have to pay attention when you're driving around here. <laughs> I mean, Portland is like, uh, and Oregon in, in general is like the one place where you could get a ticket for not letting someone cross the street that is like a pedestrian, <laughs> right? Yeah, but to be honest, I, I personally appreciated cars stopping when I'm crossing rather than trying to run best. off yeah. the street. It's super so, weird. You're like, right. wow, people actually adhere to to rules here when it comes to rules of the road, you know? But the, I mean, so people would mean. stop. Yeah, people would stop for pedestrian, even though it's not the cross. You know, the right. cross area. Um, and and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So and if you're used to you know being you know somebody trying to trample you like in New York and New Jersey, it's a really <laughs> welcome change, <laughs> right? Right. So, yeah. And then going back there, actually, it's a culture shock now when I go oh, back yeah. back to to New Jersey. It's like. Wow, people are just so much nicer and so much considerate in Portland than in the East Coast. So, I mean, you could you could feel from our voice like we're we're in love with Portland. Oh, um, I know, I love it. I love everybody's it. experience, but I just it's just been such a great experience for myself, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I said, I'm so jealous. But and and you know, just a shout out, Portlandia, which was up was also mentioned in the episode before this. Um, both. Both Fred and Carrie are Gen Xers, and you know it was a Gen X show because it, Portland was the place that Gen X wanted to go to retire. Um, mm. Do you find that is that Portland is? I mean, are you seeing more Gen Xers? Does it feel like a younger city um, compared to like the like New York and New Jersey, um, or or do you feel like it is kind of much more younger, like millennials? And younger, I think Portland does feel a little bit younger. Uh, maybe because Gen Xers stay home. I don't know, but it does. <laughs> it, does feel, it does feel like it skews a little bit younger. Um, but it's it's a non-issue because it's just it, it it is homogeneous in a way. But it does feel like it skews a bit younger. Maybe just in the spaces where we go, right, and the mm-hmm. restaurants that we go to, and things like that. Um, yeah, but overall, it does feel that way. I always thought that New York City was pretty young in a different way, right? Because um, you're you're always on the go. There's always something to do pre-pandemic, you know, like the, it's, it is the city that never sleeps. Um, but now that you live in Portland and you have that view, do you feel like it feels older to you and, and Portland really does feel younger? I mean, and what, and what is that? What does that look like? I think people in, there are just so many people in New York. I can't tell. I can't tell ages. And everybody's (laughs) just going fast, you know. I think Portland is because it's just a slower pace. You can actually see people. Um, The way people dress here also is not very formal. 
So, um, you know, I, it, there could be Gen Xers looking much younger than you would expect. It's a, it's a big possibility. I think the dress code also helps kind of people look a bit younger because of just, a, you know, the sneaker culture and just com- comfort clothes and, and things like that. Yeah, I would agree. And, and also, you know, obviously with the companies that are here, right, you've got Adidas, Nike, Columbia Sportswear, and with the, all the outdoor activities, I mean, people are comfortable, right? So, and yeah, New York, it's, you know, everyone's very, it, it's more formal dressed up, a lot of sea of black kind of thing. So it's a little bit. Yeah, everyone wants to look like they work for a fashion company. <laughs> and I, I, I worked for a fashion company as well, Megan. Um, but uh, not like in a cool way, just as a receptionist. But I mean, it, it was just like the the day that I bought a label from their brand, I'm not even going to, well, I have mentioned actually it was Dior. It was um, mm. when I bought one of their skirts, mm-hmm. you know, um, suddenly the same outfit I wore every day, but because it was a Dior skirt, they were like, oh, you look amazing. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, you guys, seriously. (laughs) Like I just switched out the skirt. Like everything else is the same. Like you've got to be kidding me. Like, oh, it's so wild. But um, (laughs) oh my gosh. So, well, thank you for humoring me about that. Cause I just love, um, you know, listening to, um, you know, how people perceive like different communities and things like that. And especially, you know, um, as, as women and sort of in, in our age, um, group, I wanted to ask you both, are you, um, are you parents? Are you, um, have you ever been married? I'm just kind of curious about that. Megan, we'll start with you. Um, no to both. I've never been married. I Yay, same. <laughs> yeah, I think we messaged about this a while back. Um, I think this was another thing for me and Dina too, is finding, you know, our, our people, right? Women that are, um, you know, we're Gen X, but we're in a, you know, we want to find similar and, and you can be married and have children and have the same, you know, um, interests as we do. I mean, we love to travel and, you know, there's, there's a lot of great things there, but yeah, I mean, you know, life, life unfolds as it's meant to be. So, you know, (laughs) here, here I am. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, what about you, Dina? Um, I'm divorced, but no children. So children was never part of my my plan. Let's put it that way. My having it Same. all planned. <laughs> so uh, and, and and just like Megan said, um, we because we don't have children, there is a fundamental difference in lifestyle. You know, with women who have children and women who don't, and it's just that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, different um, needs, different. Uh, ways of approaching things, and and we didn't. We wanted a place as well for us where it was okay uh, for us to be in our forties and not have kids. Um, and it's not a subject of debate or conversation. is it, It's a choice. Um, so so yeah, it's 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 a great to, to to see that. And I've been actually noticing a lot of. Women in their 40s, some of them never married, a lot of them, many of them, no kids by choice, and they're okay with it. And so we need to make sure that that's also okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we are the first generation to be... um to be celebrated in this kind of thing. Like my grandpa, before he died, you know, um, I was maybe 42 when he died and he's like, Oh, so, um, you're like, you're now like, um, Oh, what was the term he used? It was so archaic. And I was like, what (laughs) did you just call me that? Mm-hmm. Um, a spinster. He called oh, me a spinster, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, Gramps, oh, like nobody uses that term anymore." I mean, I was just in <laughs> shock. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're like a spinster now," and I'm like, "Whoa, like, mm-hmm. um, you know." And and it's funny that you should bring that up, um, Dina, because I actually, when I was starting to date, when I first moved to Phoenix, um, it was like, okay. 
um, I'm going to do online dating. And, you know, I had this other friend who was the same age as me and she was getting hit uh, way harder on on the apps than me, and I was like, "What do you think? What do you think you're doing so well? You know, like <laughs> I want to know what's going on here." And you know what she said to me, which was really shocking. And again, this is part of that. There's just sort of this divide in women that we're hopefully seeing less and less of um, because she's no longer my friend, by the way, especially because of this comment. She said, well, there's like a stigma because you've never been married and never had kids. Ew, no. Uh Uh-huh, right? (laughs) Right, Megan? I mean- what? nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, and at the time it made me cry because yeah. I was so hateful and hurtful. And also I was like, well, shit, do people really think that? Because I thought you would be applauded for deciding I don't want to have children and not like and make all the right decisions mm-hmm. to make that lifestyle happen, right? Like we grew up with like TLC and left eye wearing a freaking condom on her eye. Like <laughs> safe sex is rad. Like I I thought that at this point in my life, people would be like high-fiving me like, wow, right. you like, did you it. Did you responsible thing. You like, made it. Like, What's <laughs> wrong with you? Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, that's the thing about our generation. I think it's, I don't know. It's a little, I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag when it comes to that too, because they, you know, the, a lot of, I mean, most of my friends, I, you know, followed the traditional path, nothing wrong with it. Um, but you do, you do kind of feel like a minority, but then I think it's all about coming into our own and this being our time. And yeah, that made you cry at the time. I mean, I've gone through things like that too. And, and, but now we're just like, you know what, screw that. Like, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. And Take it or leave it. <laughs> I think in navigating dating in your 40s and 50s, whether you have kids or not, is a challenge for everybody. <laughs> it's a whole other topic. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> to a, be continued. No. <laughs> a whole other topic that I'm hoping, you know, Sex in the City now is going to solve for us when they're like, yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm really curious to see what's that going to be all about and how they're navigating that because that's, I think, that is a, a a territory that is different from when we used to date, you know, mm-hmm. like before the technology right. part. And so that's, like I said, that's a whole topic and concept that we need to unravel for uh, more more than one conversation. A hundred percent. And, you know, I would love to do that with you ladies at some point and um, just really again, it's just so wonderful to connect with women who are my age, you know, no children, into empowering women, even if, they, I mean, whether or not they have children, but I mean, it's just like, you know, it feels so less um, isolating and so much more like, oh yeah, we're all here. It's like, we're all like you said, waking up and and this is our time. This is our time, right. mm-hmm. yes, guys. Yes. Wink, wink, Goonies reference. Yeah, yeah. Goonies, um, that's on my movie list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because, you know, um, we're just about to get to that um, point in the podcast where we're yes. going to do rapid fire questions. But before we do that, ladies, um, I know that you have some projects on the burner for Gen X Woman. Do you want to plug some stuff right now or just? Yeah, no, Megan, you're the plugster. Go well, for it. <laughs> we have our, we have our website, which is igenxwoman.com, W-O-M-A-N. Um, that's where you'll find our blog. So you'll find um, a lot of different topics there, health and wellness, um, some astrology. We've got Gen X related articles, some nostalgia, style and beauty. So a lot of great things to check out there. Um, be great if you sign up for our newsletter. Um, we also send out a, a monthly newsletter as well. And then Facebook and Instagram platforms um, at Gen X Woman if you'd follow us. Yay. And everyone do because it is so inspiring and it's so much fun. Um, and also just to know that you're not alone and that there's so much. And, and every, I think we're, we're such a neat generation because we're the first generation to go middle age online yeah. and connect and, you know, um, 
I think we can we can be a, a good model to those um, younger than us, kind of showing the ways. Okay, so um, let's do rapid fire questions, ladies, and we'll go. We'll start Dina and then Megan um, for the questions. How's that sound? Okay, great. All right, here we go. So, Dina, what is your favorite memory from childhood? Summer vacation at the beach with my parents, everybody running around, no worries <laughs> at all, being a kid, basically. Nice. All right, Megan? Um, mine would be, yes, definitely summertime. I mean, being in the Northeast, summer is, you know, you take all that time to enjoy just being outside, really. It was the simple things for us. I mean, we rode our bikes around the neighborhood, me and my brother, and we just had a great time. I love it. Oh, yes. Summer was the best. Unless you had a mom like mine that was like, you're grounded for summer and you had to sneak out. (laughs) (laughs) I was latchkey kid. So no one was, you know, no one was really grounding me. That's that was a joke. But anyway. um, Okay. Tina, what is your favorite 80s band or musician? So I grew up overseas. um, And so my favorite band is called Modern Talking. They're a German band. um, (laughs) So I'm trying to think. I don't know how. Where where overseas did you grow up that you were listening to German music like that? Well, it's it's all in English. I grew up in Morocco. They they sang in English. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I've been to Morocco. So, uh, vous parlez français ou non? Oui, oui, je parle français. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, I was a French teacher for like nine years. So, um, oh, and definitely went to Morocco. What part of Morocco? Sorry, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> this is really supposed to be rapid fire, but yeah, we'll edit that out. <laughs> From Casablanca. <laughs> oh, Casablanca. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Okay. And then Megan, how about you? Favorite 80s um, band or musician? Yeah, I wasn't a boy band girl. A lot of people into New Kids on the Block, but I was, you know, Madonna and then, you know, got into Beastie Boys. So, yeah. Yes. Actually, there hasn't been a single guest that has said any boy bands. It's been really? Beastie Boys. Yeah. And you're actually the first Madonna. And oh, my God, I loved Madonna. I was a self-proclaimed Madonna-holic. Like, I totally. collected yeah. pictures of her. Oh, my gosh. So weird. Um, okay. How about um, what is your favorite 80s movie, Dina? Well, oh, and this is. Maybe tricky because if you were in Morocco, did you even did you even watch eighties movies? Yes, <laughs> the eighties. Oh, okay, ha- the eighties did happen in Morocco. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you said the music. I guess I should have reworded that to: Did you watch any eighties American movies? Oh my gosh, so so lame of me. No, Sorry no, about that. Was, that was just me being funny. No, I'm glad you busted my chops. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, all the American movies were translated in French. I actually watched it in French in the eighties. And so my favorite movie, I had to think about that one because it was a bit tough to choose, but I really like The Karate Kid. (laughs) Oh, nice, nice. (laughs) What about you, Megan? Well, yes, mine would have to be The Goonies for sure. (laughs) It's our time. It is our time. You're right. Um, Okay, so um, Dina, did you go to college? And if so, why? And if you didn't go to college, why not? I did go to college. Um, it was just the natural transition. It was not even, it was a no brainer for me. It's like you graduate from high school, you go to college, period, the end. Um, would I do it again? Yes, I would. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I, it's, it was just normal back then. You didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Is that the same for you, Meg? Yeah, same answer for me. I mean, there really wasn't a question. And and back then, you know, you kind of like had to have a degree to really like do anything, or at least that's what it felt like. So there right. really, really wasn't a question at all. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was like, well, I'm just going to go and <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay. And then last but not least, um, if you could give a bit of advice to any generation, either to get through the good times or the bad times, what would that be, Dina? You're first. For me, is this too shall pass. Um, I, I feel like I wasted a lot of my time in my 20s and 30s worrying. And, you know, as I go back 
I just wish I didn't, I worried less. So this too shall pass. Everything will be, you know, everything is going to happen. Whatever's supposed to happen will happen. And, and enjoy the moment, enjoy your 20s, enjoy your 30s, because, you know, your 40s are going to be very different. Your midlife is going to be very different. <laughs> and and so I, I'll be very honest with you, like, I would never want to go back to my 20s or, or even early 30s. I'm so Same. much happier right now. Yeah. Same. No, no, desire, yeah. no desire to go back because I was just worried about everything. Um, yep. I didn't get yep. to enjoy that time. Just enjoy, enjoy your youth, <laughs> basically, while it lasts. <laughs> right on, Megan. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. And along the same lines, it's just, you know, think about things as as happening for, you know, for you and in good ways, right? All the lessons. I wish I had looked at that too, because I did the same thing. I worried a lot, um, had anxiety, and I wish I would have looked at things and said, what can I do with this that is going to propel me forward in a different way? What can I learn from it instead of being worried and victim? And, you know, you know, there's, you can't control other people and situations either. You know, it's, it's, it, you can only control yourself. So um, that's what's within your means. So spending energy and time on worrying and, and everything else, it's honestly, it's just not worth it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great advice, ladies. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you both forever, literally. Um, so great. Thank you both so much for taking time out of your busy lives to be on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes. This was amazing. And hopefully you can come to Portland and visit us and your bestie. And when we get oh, to the yes. Yes, it's a date. It's a date. Perfect. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for listening. And if you think this is worth listening to, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Be kind to each other, listen to each other, and let's stop being separated by our differences. I don't want to be an army one.